I'm Ian Dark, and you're listening to Men in Blazers, sub-optimal radio on the Grantland Network. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! From the Embassy Row Studios in the crap part of Soho, it's the Men in Blazers podcast. Slightly different format this week. Uh, I'm here, I'm all alone, I'm a lone man in blazer. Uh, Rog is off training with the U.S. men's national team in Stanford. He's at training camp. Don't be alarmed. He didn't make the 30. Uh, even though he's, he's sort of a holding midfielder in the, uh, in the Carl Beckerman mold, Rog. Slightly dirty tackler in the Lee Catamol mold as well. And very, very good in the air, like Andy Carroll. Anyway, slightly different podcast this week. Uh, we've launched these um, really great, I think. Uh, is that a humble brag? Yes, I think it is a humble brag. Great new videos with Grantland. Uh, they're our World Cup previews. Uh, we went out to Los Angeles uh, a couple of weeks ago, over two days in a very, very hot studio, and you can see the sweat pouring off the end of our noses. Uh, we shot about 20 videos. We did all the groups. Uh, we previewed the, uh, the nations that we believe have a chance of winning it, about 14, 15 nations. And the videos uh, launched on Grantland on YouTube uh, starting this week. Uh, there are five that have gone up so far. And so today's podcast is we're going to uh, play the audio version of all five. Um, I encourage you, go on YouTube, search for Men in Blazers World Cup Preview, or go to Grantland uh, uh, slash Men in Blazers, and you, can, uh, and you can find all these videos, and you can watch them. Amazing animation uh, done by the Grantland post-production, animation, graphics, art, key art, Foley department on all of them. Uh, we got lots of questions. Um, many of them concern Roger's trousers. Uh, they're not pajamas. Uh, they're very fancy. I'll try and find out exactly where he got them. Um, but here's the first one. Uh, it is titled, Can the USA Actually Win the World Cup? Uh, here it is, our World Cup preview. From the Grandland Studios in the crap part of Los Angeles, this is the Men in Blazers World Cup preview, Rog. <laughs> the big one. Yes, the mighty Von Trapps. Not quite sure why we call them the Von Trapps, Rog, but we'll explain that in a little bit of time. The USA, Rog, the world's USA. largest economy, number one. USA. The US constitutes, Rog, roughly 39% of the world's military expenditures. The average US citizen drinks the equivalent of more than 600 sodas each year. That's an extraordinarily large big gulp, David. That's a very, very big gulp. The United States men's national team's World Cup history. Qualified for 10 World Cups, including every tournament since 1990. Best performance, Rog. Who can forget the semi-final appearance? 1930. We don't talk about it enough. It feels like it was just yes. And other than that, there was the 2002 quarterfinal charge where, frankly, the US were robbed after that handball on the line against Germany. Damn you, Germany, once again. But the football history, Rog, it's been one of hyped hope and false dreams. It has indeed, Dave, and that is why the tagline of our show is Soccer, America's sport of the future, as it has been since 1972. You and I, I Rog, have a feeling it's all going to change. Well, we fluctuate from two positions. Yeah, well, we mainly you right. fluctuate between two <laughs> positions. One, where you are overly confident about the prospects of the US men's national team, and the other one, where you are deadly certain that the United States 
are going to win the World Cup. It's because I'm a rational man. Yeah, very much. And do you know why I'm a rational man? Because of your dream. I have a dream on a recurring basis. Only yeah. one day, though. Yeah. It's like George Michael hitting that sports machine. Dateline, July 13, machine. 2014. I'm yeah. going to take you to the Maracana Stadium. Oh. Clint Dempsey is wiping off his hands after extra time. The US, thanks to a Kyle Beckham and Wonder Strike. 65 yards. Have just won the 2014 oh. World Cup. Even Michael it. Bradley is smiling. He's smiling. The only man in the stadium who's not is Sepp Blatter. Oh, he won't Can't like believe it. what his eyes have just seen. I tell you. He's just about to hand the trophy to Clint Dempsey, the little boy from Nacogdoches, Texas, who's yeah. dreamt of this moment. He touches the trophy, is about to lift it up. I wake up. I realise I love this country even more than Kenny Powers. And you love Kenny Powers. I do, but I also love Jurgen Klinsmann, and I've told him about this dream. I asked yeah. him if he has the same one. He patted me on the leg and he said, it's good to dream, Roger. It is good to dream big dreams. Can it come true, David? I mean, you're right, Rog. The team has come so far since 1994. I mean, I would say, compared to the team in 2002, 2006, 2010, as impressive as those achievements were, the squad that Jürgen has at his disposal in 2014. This is going to be the best team by far that the US have sent to the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, with 1994, that team swashbuckled onto the field. There was really a bunch of amateurs yeah. and took on all comers in their stonewashed denim. Mm-hmm. America loved its face of American soccer, even though it had a straggly beard and ginger hair. Yes. This is the team that's done really well when little has been expected of it. Not so well when things have been... High stakes, well, 2006. It was number four, four in the world in the a month before the World Cup. Yeah, didn't get out of that opening group. No, although they played very, very well against the uh, team that won that tournament. You're being very, very kind, David. But I agree, this is a deep, deep squad. We also call this team the Von Traps. They have Jurgen Klinsmann. Yeah. We have hope. Yeah. We have a great German who's here to lead us yeah. with his tutelage. As has pointed out to us a few times, the Von Traps are actually Austrian, but we don't want that to get oh, in the way. I am 16 of... going on 17. <laughs> it is a big, global, multicultural squad. Uh, and the question is, what can be done? Jurgen has said he wasn't hired to make it go like this, the US programme. Let's go like that. He wanted it to go like that. If it's going to go like that, and this, the challenge for him is that every single World Cup is a referendum for the future of the sport in this country. He has been handed a hell of a bad hand uh, once he gets to Brazil because that is a murderer's row of talent he's going to The record since 2013 has been pretty amazing. Wins in Mexico against Mexico, at home against Germany, in Italy against Italy. Against a B team, a B team, I think a C team, the German team that came over here. We have no idea just how good this American team are and we won't until they kick off in Brazil. Three questions we've always asked about the American team. One, who is going to succeed Donovan and Dempsey and be the stars of this team who are going to score the goals up front who's going to be the striker and finally who is going to be the defensive back line who's going to stop the other world stars from scoring against them well the cynic would say this team only has two problems one is attack where Josie Altador spent a horrid time in Sunderland barely scoring if you're being kind you'd say Josie has kept his powder dry for America for the World Cup it has to be said the US team has been a haven for him Mm -hmm. they will make him the focal point and will he be able to respond it's the defence that is most worrying I think to many of us right now they have an inexperienced pair of centre-backs Besler and Gonzalez they have Demarcus Beasley playing left back if you're Cristiano Ronaldo and you are looking at that back line who you're going to face in Manaus, you're going to be salivating. 
We certainly have both seen the emergence of Michael Bradley, the player that we've been waiting for behind Dempsey and Donovan. Michael Bradley, a player who we both feel could make any squad in the World Cup, probably one of the best players that the United States has ever taken to a World Cup. And you sort of feel that as Michael Bradley plays, sitting in front of that back four, uh, so go the US. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be playing Ghana, the team that have been the riddler to our Batman in the last two World Cups. Yeah. You're then playing Portugal, who you call... Cristiano Ronaldo and 10 others. But you know what, Cristiano... Ronaldo could play with almost any other 10 players and be very, very good. And then you have Germany, who are looking at Jurgen Klinsmann, their former coach, and that is a tie with storylines that make Oedipus Rex look like a functional family. How are they going to do? There's a great scenario, Nike's wet dream, where they go in there, they thrash Ghana for the first time in three World Cups. Portugal, they hang on and conjure a point. They hope Germany do the business against the other two sides, and they squeak through on goal difference. There is what Jurgen would call the Gotterdammerung, where none of that comes true, and America looks on with its fingers over its eyes as its team wilt in the first round. Which will it be? But nobody wants to play the U.S. men's national team. This was just as bad a group for Germany and Ghana and Portugal as it is for the U.S. And if the U.S. get out of that group, no one's going to want to play them after that. How they're going to do, the only way to find out, Rog, we've got to go to the World Cupcakes. That one looks like Fort Sumter, Dave. Here we go. Mm. Tastes like a Neil Diamond song. Well, that is the best cupcake we've eaten so far. It's number one. Number one, by far. Oh, that cupcake says, give me your tired, your poor, your huddle masses. Yep. Maybe it's a sugar rush. I think we're going to win it all, David. still feeling the dream? Well, we'll see. I know whatever happens, the United States men's national team are going to make us very proud. I think they will do better than most of the world believe they're going to, and I think they're going to get out of their group. Give it it all, win it all, or at least get us one good moment for Sports Center highlights. <laughs> Please. So already uh, Ravens flying in about that uh, World Cup preview. Uh, this is from Scott Schneider. Just catching the show now. Only a minute in, so I apologise if it's mentioned. What was that opening track? Uh, the opening track of music, we've actually tracked it down, Scott. It's from the Jingle Punks library. The Jingle Punks write a lot of TV music. And the name of the song is Marble Magic Six, and it's written by Wolf Dick. Not Dick Wolf, uh, the uh, creator of Law and Order. It's written by Wolf Dick. Marble Magic Six uh, by Wolf Dick. Um, the second preview we launched, the new promising generation of English football. And in this, uh, in this video, which you're going to hear the audio of, you, get the, uh, you start to see the, uh, one of the central arguments between, or two central arguments between Roger and I. One is uh, that I really believe that this is a new kind of England. Doesn't mean I think they're going to win the World Cup, but it's these young, dynamic uh, players who uh, Roy Hodgson has selected for England. We, by the way, did these previews before we knew the final squads, but Roy did end up uh, selecting the youngsters. And also the other thing is that Rog tries really hard to pretend he doesn't care about England. But you'll notice that every time he talks about England, his eyes start to water and they start to moisten and he gets incredibly emotional and I call him on it. And every single time he gets very upset with me about that. Um, so this is, uh, this is our England uh, preview in which we will eat cupcakes again at the end. From the Grandland Studios in the crap part of Los Angeles, it's the Men in Blazers World Cup preview. It's time, David. Oh, the nation of our birth, Rog. England, the largest 
population of Nigels per square mile than any country in the world, Rog. And a European poll has just announced that we also have the most mediocre lovers in Europe. Speak for yourself, Rog. Uh, England, their <laughs> World Cup history didn't enter until 1950. Since then, they've qualified every time except for 1974, <laughs> 1978 and 1994. They won it, Rog, in 1966. Remember that? I was three months old and they are still considered by many pundits the English ones to be the greatest World Cup team ever. So we're going to do a bit of word association. Dynamic, multicultural, futility, yeah. um, decline, not shattered a, empire. None of those are adjectives. You're disqualified. <laughs> I win again. Um, okay, Rog, 1966, the only day other than 1066 that every British schoolboy knows. I bleed for England, Rog. I love England. Like Terry Butcher down the front of his jersey against Sweden <laughs> in 1989. Trevor Brooking, Gary Lineker... Paul Gascoigne, look at him, Charlton, right there, the comb-over, the greatest athlete ever with a comb-over in the history of sport. That's a haircut we both asked for when we go to the barber's chair. <laughs> I know, we don't have enough hair, we don't have enough hair for a comb-over. Hey, vote 1966, yeah. we are as far away from 1966 as 1918 was from 1966, the Battle of Somme was still raging. To me, England, they're a little dog that thinks it's a big dog. Yeah. I mean, if you look at their record over the past 40 years, it compares kind of, and we don't like to talk about this because we're the home of football and we're the home of the English Premier League, which is where the best players in the world, not English, actually play football. How dare our you? World Cup How record, dare you? A World Cup record compares to Sweden's and Mexico's. I just think England is a different nation now, and we've seen this England team. You know, we've gone from this, this bunch of... You know, the golden generation, these bunch of disappointments who did nothing for England when so much was expected of them. And we now have this transition. We have these younger players uh, coming into the team. Well, we had no choice. Euro 2012. Uh, I was in Kiev. I watched Lampard. I watched Terry. I watched Andy Carroll go out again in a looking on the Chelsea players? Against, uh, against Only Italy. two of them. Uh, we had no choice but to ring in the changes. But for me, Davo, yeah. you, you can make a positive case. You will tell me uh, that Liverpool are a rampant football team and half of this new English team is going to well, win. Of course this. I am. Liverpool have had their best season in years. Gerrard, Johnson, Sturridge, Sterling will all be playing. Look at Southampton, one of the most exciting teams in football. Lalana, not only a superb football player, he's an Englishman with a foreign-sounding name. And you know how positively <laughs> I feel about Englishmen with foreign-sounding names. We've got Barkley from your own team, Rog, from your own beloved Everton. Leighton Baines. We have competition at left-back. We have Ashley Cole. We have Luke Shaw. We've got three left-backs in competition for two places. Gary Cahill, the most improved centre-back in world football. Very, very good outfield players. Younger, the Ox, Wilshire. David, the questions for me remain the same. Yeah. With a Rooney, yeah. the best English player of his generation, who wilts under the England shirt, which is, seems as heavy Only as Only at the World Cup and only at previous World Cups. I like England when Sturridge leads the line. Rooney's not going to play out on the flank for this team. In the midfield, we don't like Carrick, but who's going to do the hard work Carrick role? <laughs> Are we ever going to field a goalkeeper who can do like the complicated things like catching a ball? You know that our best catchers play cricket, Rog. It's very, very difficult That for us. may be true, Davo, but the other thing that causes me, I'd say sleepless nights, one yeah. or two, I'll admit, so is that our manager England. is Roy Hodgson. Yeah. A man who... Probably the last 
decent gentleman. He's a lovely man. He goes for, I imagine him going for a walk at night and doffing his cap to passers-by. <laughs> I imagine him seeing a woman about to step in a puddle off a curb. He takes off his coat yeah. and places it down to I'm save sure her shoes. I'm sure he's learned travellers Portuguese. He reminds me of my dad, David. He does. Which makes it even sadder <laughs> that when he plays the final role of any English manager, that of tabloid scapegoat after a dismal failure... I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch. It's like going to see a beautiful, old, aged seal be clubbed in public. See, you care so much, Rog. I can just see it in your eyes. You care so much, you're going to burst into tears. Um, So, Rog, we may outwardly disagree about England. I think they're going to do rather well. You have a lot more doubt. But I would agree that the group that England have been handed is very, very difficult. Italy, uh, Uruguay... Even Costa Rica will be a very, very difficult team for England to play. But England have never not got out of the group stage in any World Cup they've qualified in. I think they'll get out of the group stage again. And then it gets a little bit easier for them. Their uh, last 16 match-up should be, should be much easier. I see England, well, getting to the quarterfinals. But there's only one way that we can uh, positively find out. And that's by going to the World Cup cakes, Rog. This is a sad-looking, nationalist, potentially fascist cupcake. Mmm. 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 Mm. It's zesty. It tastes of Piers Morgan's prostate. No, it does not. It tastes of Raheem Sterling's oh, speed it, and skill. It tastes like a Smith's album. It's oh, no, it doesn't. Don't name that band. Ugh. <laughs> oh, Can't handle it. I've got some bad news. What? We're not going to get out of the group stage. It's OK. You can protect yourself like that, Roger. It's going to be OK. You can love England, too. Uh, that's it. England quarterfinals. Godspeed. So, uh, Ravens and uh, comments flying in. This was one of the YouTube comments from Chudley Cannonfodder. I love that uh, YouTube name. Really enjoying these videos, and the camera works improved dramatically between these two videos. Um, We literally did them five minutes apart, so I don't know uh, if there was a a very important uh, meeting between the two. But the cupcakes freak me out. Why aren't you taking off the wrappers? before taking a bite? Very good question. Uh, the cupcakes, by the way, they are world cupcakes. Uh, we are going to be marketing these with our friends at Bird Bakery down in San Antonio during the World Cup, so get ready. We're going to do uh, 32 cupcakes for all the 32 nations, plus a 33rd one, a Men in Blazers cupcake. We call the 33 of them an Irish dozen, and uh, we'll be marketing those all the way uh, through the World Cup to raise money to keep uh, Men in Blazers in business. Um, We didn't take off the wrappers because it took too long. And so we just decided we would just slam them in our faces. Many people have suggested that this is the English style of eating cupcakes. It's not. In England, we definitely take off the wrappers. Do we call them cupcakes? We don't, I think. We call them something else. I have to try and remember what that is. Um, But we will... uh, But, yeah, that's how we ate them. We decided to go and go full in. We had some takes where we took too long, and we just wanted to slam them in our faces. They were also really, really good. Every single one of them specifically flavoured for the country that we were talking about. Um, uh, lots of other questions. You guys know Neil Diamond is Canadian, right? That came from David Cheng. I actually didn't know Neil Diamond was Canadian. Now I do. And finally, from uh, Malastare258, three words that describe England football. One, hopeless. Two, antiquated. Three, shit. Fix that for you. Those are adjectives, and I do appreciate uh, your accuracy. Uh, the next one, uh, Spain. This actually is probably my favourite one that we did, mainly because we got to say hello and hola at the beginning a lot. I always enjoy that. Um, but I think it's one of my favourite ones that we did. Is FIFA number one ranked Spain the World Cup favourite? To the cupcakes! 
From the Grantland Studios in the crap part of Los Angeles, this is the Men in Blazers World Cup preview. Hola, Dave. Hola. 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 Hello. Hello. Spain, Rog, it's the only country in Europe that produces bananas, but more impressively, they've got the Petrulas. That's their aerial helicopter display team. I always wondered how you say airwolf in Spanish, Dave. <laughs> Petrulas. Uh, World Cup record. They've won one, Rog. And they've choked in 13 others. But more importantly, they won the Euros in 2008, the World Cup in 2010, the Euros in 2012. Back to back to back. No other country has ever won three major tournaments in a row. Yeah, and who saw that coming? We didn't growing up. Yeah. Spain's path in tournaments was always the same. They were a flair team. They were highly fancied going in. They had yeah. an amazing-looking set of boys. Yeah. Enrique's, Jose's, Miguel's. Yeah. They'd always beat up on a couple of victims early on. Everyone would say, this is the year Spain are going to do it. Yeah. And then they get kicked off the park by like a Northern Irish pub team. Yeah. And then they'd be gone. But then, Rog, it all changes. Spain changed the psychology. They introduced a new way of playing football. Tiki-taka. Yeah, tiki-taka. Explain tiki-taka. It's a style of play, an inimitable style of play. Because yeah. the Spanish team, many of them have played together since they were 13 or 14. And these I know. Two great As kids, teams. they played together at Real Madrid and at Barcelona. And they've come together almost with telepathic ability to pass and move to paper-cut opponents to part with tiny, tiny little passes. Mm -hmm. They crave ball possession. It's offence, it's defence, because your opponent can't score if they don't have the ball. Yeah. And at the last World Cup, they frustrated opponent after opponent after opponent, 1-0. Some people think this is the most beautiful way in the world to play football. You don't. I don't. I find it... If the goals were at the sides... It would be amazing football, but with the goals at either end of the pitch, I sometimes find it very frustrating to watch. Adore Tiki Taka, and I think this dynasty that may, may, may be ending at this World Cup, we will miss it when it's gone. It's like watching a little midfield of Tyrion Lannisters picking apart all comers with their cunning. Oh my God! Well, talking of midfielders, Rog, Juan Mata, Hola. David Silva, Hola. Santi Cazorla, Hola. Andres Iniesta, Hola. Isco, Hola. Thiago. Jesus Navas, Cesc Fabregas, Pedro. Some of those players, maybe two or three of them, won't even make the World Cup squad. They're going to be watching from home. They'll be experiencing it just like you and me, Dave, yeah. on their IKEA couches, no doubt. <laughs> In Rio, let's that's, hope so. That's not their only problem, and I, I, I do think that Spain would love to trade one or two of those midfielders mm -hmm. for some reliable defenders. Uh, both Sergio Ramos and Gerard Piquet have had dodgy seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, Ike Casillas has had to fight for his team play, so there's mm -hmm. some defensive worries. Mm -hmm. um, the man who has to think through all of these things, Vicente Del Bosque. Does he me. know what's going on? It's Is he unclear. really conscious? It's unclear. I've watched him on the sideline when Spain lost at the Confederations Cup. Yeah. I've watched him in Kiev when uh -huh. Spain won Euro 2012. Same complete lack of emotion either side. It's not clear to me actually he knows he is the manager of the Spanish team. No team has ever won three major tournaments in a row until Spain did it in the Euros in 2012. To be the only third team ever to repeat as champions. Only Italy, only Brazil have repeated as champions. To be the first European team to ever win in South America. No European team has ever won in South America. And they're going to have to do it, Rog, without really a centre-forward. In the Euros, they've experimented with a false nine where they said, we're not going to play with a striker at all, we're just yeah. going to throw another midfielder on. Mm -hmm. But they do have an answer. It's like England playing with a false one without a goalkeeper. They do have it. They've gone to Brazil. They've yeah. gone over Brazil's best striker, Diego Costa. I know. Born on the east coast of Brazil. He is a warrior. He is a maverick. But what is that going to be like? 
going home back to the country that birthed him, playing for Spain. You can't imagine he's going to be that popular. I'm not sure how you say Benedict Arnold in Portuguese, <laughs> Dave, but I think he's going to love it. Something about that guy, he's a maverick. Mm -hmm. He loves to be uh, challenged. He loves to be against the odds. And you kind of feel if Spain get out of their opening group yeah. uh, and they do have an unbelievably difficult challenge in that first round, if they get out with the Netherlands and Chile, yeah. he's going to love the booze. He's the kind of persona. He's like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid at the end where he's going to jump out with his pistol and take on the combined might of the Bolivian army and fancy his chances he's a gunslinger i think he's gonna have a gorgeous time so i don't know if i'm feeling spain or spain or not it would be an amazing feat to win four tournaments on the trot it would be an amazing feat to become the first european team to win a world cup in south america no one no european country has ever done it before in south america but there's only one way to truly find out what's going to happen rog to the world cupcakes let's go right in Mm. Number one, that's good. I'm actually changing my mind about Tiki Taka. I'm loving it right now. My taste of Sevi Ballesteros' ghost spirit and a little <laughs> side of ham. I'll tell you, a bit of Ballesteros, I love that man. I'm seeing a Ned Stark ending, David. I think they're going to go out in the quarterfinals. Spain's dynasty is over. Really? I think Spain could be the first European team to win the World Cup from Europe in South America. Let me have a bite of that. <laughs> go. From Augustus Esgro uh, to Men in Blazers, this is on Twitter. The anticipation of each video is killing me. Is this what a drug addict feels? Hashtag World Cupcakes. Uh, I think we found a customer. I'm not sure if that's what a drug addict feels, but I'm, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying them, Augustus. Uh, and this is from uh, Chun Yoshitake. Uh, this was a raven. Uh, hello, greetings from Japan. I didn't know we had Japanese uh, GFOPs. What is the name of the song that is being used for the Grantland World Cup previews? It will help me sleep at night. Thank you. I already said, Jun, it is from the Jingle Punks Library, Marble Magic 6 by Wolf Dick. That's going to go to number one in Japan. I really believe it. So the final one, I haven't even seen this one yet. Uh, so uh, you're ahead of me already. This is Argentina as Rog has always called them. I don't know why. I don't know if he knows that it's actually pronounced Argentina or if this is some thing that was sort of ingrained in him as a young man uh, in Liverpool. Uh, but uh, here we go. Argentina. From the Grandland Studios in the crap part of Los Angeles, it's the Men in Blazers World Cup preview. Hola, Dave. Oh, Argentina. It's time. Oh, wow. One in 30 Argentines, Rog, have had plastic surgery. That few. I know. It's a pretty amazing fact. World Cup record. This is their 16th World Cup qualification, Rog. They've won on home turf in 1978. They hand of godded their way to victory in 1986. They're also runners-up in 1990. Yeah, I don't want to get all Paul Krugman on your ass, David. Oh, you love going Paul Krugman on my ass. But you look at the great World Cup teams, Italy, yeah. Brazil... Germany, all of them, GDPs in the top ten. Yeah. Argentina are the one titan of the World Cup who fall out of that economic category. They are the team of yeah. the people. Their economy has rebounded after hitting rock bottom in 2001. But you're right, it's not the same as everyone else. Well, how have they done it? How would you describe Argentinian style when it comes to football? A little bit clockwork orange. Yeah. A little bit the movie stylings of John Woo. They've taken the best of European football, fused it with South American to create a style they call La Nuestra. Yeah. The poet Galliano, mm -hmm. he said, it's a little bit like they strum the ball like a string of a guitar. But if they do, they see a kidney exposed. 
They see a little down below. They're not yeah. averse to taking that guitar, giving you a right old smash over the head. Violence, Rog. They like violence, but they're a lot more than the Oakland Raiders, Rog. The team have always had to be both admired and feared for their production line of visionary playmakers. Think of El Diaz, The Ten, Maradona, Riquelme, and now Messi. Kind of playmaker, if they win, it's glory. If they fail, it's all their fault. Let's go back to the beginning for you and me. 1978, Davo, the first World Cup I ever remember seeing as a kid. Well, it's the first time I even remember hearing of Argentina. <laughs> and then we watched the whole World Cup through a snow flurry of ticker tape. El Matador, yeah. Mario Kempes, the mm -hmm. only Argentinian at that time who played abroad, yeah. led them to victory over the Dutch, 1986. Oh, in the intervening years, we'd had the Falklands War, Rog. We Talk didn't know where the Falklands <laughs> were. We thought it was off the coast of Scotland. <laughs> and then we found out that it was this series of islands, the Malvinas, just off the coast of Argentina. For some reason, we'd gone to some insane war over the Falkland Islands. But it coloured the way we felt about this place. We felt that they were our enemy, almost, Rog. And the greatest enemy of all, Diego Maradona, oh. the urchin prince who eviscerated... The hand of God. ...single-handedly, a brave, proud English team. First goal, he punched it over our hapless goalkeeper's head and then poetically told the press... Was partly scored by the hand of Diego, but it was really scored with the hand of God. You're my boy, Blue! The second goal, Rog, was the one. That was one of the best World Cup goals of all time. He wriggled like a little eel. The Argentinian commentator didn't know what to say. He just shouted out, oh, cosmic kite! How I love football. <laughs> I was so disgusted at what he'd done to our heroes. I went right back out to our garden, got my football, stood in front of our front room and drove it as hard as I could through the window of my home. My dad, I just remember his face. He looked at me. He didn't shout. He just nodded. He said, I know how you feel, son. I know how you feel. And that feeling, Dave, it's never left me to this day. That feeling, that's how I feel when England take the field. I must say, I love stories of you when you actually liked England. I find it quite emotional. But... Despite their might, despite their ability, they've not won a trophy since 1993, the Cooper America, Dave. I mean, mm -hmm. Dakota Fanning wasn't even born then. Right now, the pre-Dakota Fanning era. Are they going to change it in 2014? Well, we'll see. The present team, they're stocked, Rog. Messi, Aguero, Di Maria. No Carlos Tevez, but they've still got a fantastic team. Yeah, and the big problem, and I've said some odd things to you in my life before, yeah. Davey, this will probably uh, jump right into the lead. Argentina's problem is how to get the best mm -hmm. out of Lionel Messi. Mm -hmm. This is his third World Cup. He's gone out in the quarterfinal in the yeah. last two, albeit the last one was under the slightly crazed, hazy manager style of Maradona, who was Rob Ford before there was a Rob oh, my Ford. Word. That decided was amazing. to play him 50 back where he could hurt exactly nobody. This team, they've made El Catalan, as they call him, the foreigner who left Argentina when he was just a kid and yeah. still needs to win over the nation. They've made him the focal point. They've put Higuain around him and they've put Kun Aguero right beside him. The Hervé Villa chase to his Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, defensively suspect, though. They break at warp speed, leaves them a little exposed at the back. They've got a couple of great defenders, though, but a lot is going to be on the shoulders of Mascherano and Gago. Yeah, I mean, this is a team, Dave, that, as we say about Liverpool Football Club and the Premier League. Mm -hmm. They look like Marilyn Monroe going forward, a little bit more Arthur Miller at the back. They've got a fantastic draw, Rog. Uh, Bosnia, Iran, Nigeria. Seems like a fairly easy group to get out of. Yeah, he, I mean, the Pope, he claimed afterwards it was an easy I group. I love the new Pope. He prayed. He prayed for an easy group. Uh -huh. And the, the Argentinian paper said, if that's the power of just one Argentinian, can you imagine what 23 are going to do? Mm -hmm. It's not just the team that there's no normal Argentinian, though. He's a, he's a football fan, David. Great friend of the pod. <laughs> 
but it's not just going to be a squad of 23. Almost all the games are, well, they're all uh, south of Brasilia. There will be swarms of Argentina running over there, making mm-hmm. Brazil feel like home. Could this be a year when the team go all the way? Well, if they do go all the way, they'd have to break the curse of Group F. No team from Group F in a World Cup has ever won it, Rog. I love it when you get all Sesame Street on I my ass, David. Who knows what's going to happen, Rog? There's only one way for us to find out. To the World Cupcakes. It's good. It is good, David. It tastes like mm. fine quality Fork and Island sheep manure. If the USA do not win this, I see Argentina going to the final, playing Brazil. It's going to be a nipple tingler. I think Messi could do it all. I like the look of Argentina in this World Cup, Rod. So that's it. I hope uh, that you enjoyed them. Watch them all on YouTube. We're rolling out one every day. Um, we've combined some nations. So we combined Chile, uh, Colombia, and Uruguay, as everybody calls those nations together, Chilombaguay. Uh, we combined the low countries, uh, Holland and Belgium, and, of course, um, everybody knows about france Ugal, uh, the classic combination of France and Portugal. Um, and then we go into the group stages, so they'll be uh, launching all through next week. Um, please watch them, send them to your friends, even the people that don't care about football. It's a great primer for, uh, for your World Cup viewing. As always, you can find us at meninblazers.com. Follow us on Twitter, at meninblazers, at Roger Bennett, at Embassy Davies. Send your Ravens to the crap part of Soho. Or if you don't have a raven, send an email to meninblazers at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. And uh, don't forget, we've just announced May 30th. uh, We're doing a uh, salute to uh, stars of the Von Trapps, past and present uh, players from both the 1994 team and from 2014 joining us at Town Hall in New York. Uh, It's a big event, so uh, buy your tickets, recommend it to your friends. I think our World Cup survival kit might have sold out the scarf and the hat and the specially designed Brazilian World Cup patch. And look out for the uh, World Cupcakes uh, to be marketed coming soon an announcement on meninblazers.com. As always, this is Davo for Rog Warpig. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on podcast.